curious to get into the nitty-gritty of viral and bacterial infections and how homeopathy can help? That's today's show. If all the birds could fly right now As high as me somehow They could see all the things I've been dreaming of These wings of mine flutter inside They shimmy and they glide Breaking forth, crack the shell from this clockwork light Hello and welcome to the Lotox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show 306. And I'm doing something a little bit different today. I actually loved one of our Lotox Club member masterclasses so much and just thought it was so incredibly valuable that I wanted to share it as a podcast. So I'm apologizing in advance if it's a little bit more kind of stop study because you've got to remember that we are holding a masterclass online and now I'm running it as one audio. I listened to it and I think it's actually super easy to follow. So that's why I feel comfortable sharing it with you guys today. And It's with our very recent show guest, actually, Julia Edgeley, who's an internationally practicing and licensed homeopath. She has a university degree in homeopathy purely, uh, and she is absolutely passionate about uh, obviously helping people see how to employ homeopathy in their everyday lives, but also about the overuse of unnecessary antibiotics. Uh, which she has seen play out in clinical practice uh, with all sorts of pathologies years down the road. And so obviously antibiotics are absolutely amazing for save-the-day medicine, but quite often we can do a fair bit of that saving the day, especially if we catch things early and we know what to do with uh, remedies. And the detail we go into on today's uh, show and you'll see just how useful these member masterclasses are, hopefully, is things like different types of snot and what that means and what to use uh, based on what that means and considering other variables in the background as well. So there's a big focus on uh, viral and bacterial infections. How do we know it's crossing over perhaps from viral into bacterial? And for me, this masterclass was amazing for broadening my homeopathy uh, vocab. You know, I think it's one thing to hear something and to learn something while you listen to people talking about it, but I, you know, as someone who has 10 e-courses, who always uh, explains things, does coaching, I'm interested in how deeply one needs to go with how much can-do information you need to add to the knowledge to actually bring you to a place where you can use things confidently, where you can learn the thing but then do the thing 
knowing what to do uh, and feeling empowered instead of, gosh, that sounds interesting. I don't think I'd ever be able to understand how that works or how to use it. Uh, So today the aim of the game is to get you feeling comfortable with homeopathy and it was really interesting. We ran this masterclass a couple of years, a couple of days before my son and I went overseas for my cousin's wedding, which was just amazing. As you heard me talk about a little bit in last week's uh, Low Tox Travel Tips podcast. Um, and it, it was brilliant because I found myself in the UK that very weekend. There was a Holland and Barrett right next to my hotel. And of course they had a ton of homeopathy. Uh, a lot of the Walida homeopathy that we don't have access to here in Australia, the big range. Uh, so I bought my, uh, Rostox and my, um, Nux Vomica and what else did I get? Uh, sulfur, um, hepasulf, uh, and a few other bits and pieces. And, um, it was fantastic to actually be able to use those a couple of times over the trip. Uh, you know, you pick up all sorts of things on flights and, and yada, yada. So, uh, I, I actually felt like I knew what to do and it was really, really exciting. So I hope you enjoy this member masterclass. And if you do, it's an example of what we do every month in the club, which is bring an expert, uh, one of the practitioners often that we interview on the podcast at some stage, and we bring them in to unpack something, uh, with our members. So members are allowed to attend online ask questions live. And don't worry, in today's uh, show, you'll hear that I repeat questions um, that I see come up in the chat box and then Julia answers them. So you're not going to be left in the dark about anything that was said. You'll know everything and all the questions. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a really good one. And I really love this because it brings the low-tox living topics to life. It helps us unpack things a little deeper and it helps bring things into people's everyday reality. And uh, and that's really what the low-tox club is all about. So if you wanted to check out the low-tox club, you can join us anytime. Uh, just Google either, you know, low-tox club, it'll, it'll hopefully come up or go to lowtoxlife.com, hit the explore tab. And it's the very first drop down option that you see there. Uh, it's only $49 for a whole year. Uh, I'm not interested in um, people feeling like this is a squeeze. A coffee a month is all this costs. And it's really for you if you want to have that beautiful Facebook group, Brains Trust, where you're like, yeah, I'm tossing up between this baby carrier and this one or this moisturizer and that one, or please help me with frizzy hair shampoo or whatever questions that come up. You post them in the club and you are guaranteed to have some beautiful members help you along your way with their lived experience. I pop in and answer a ton of questions as well uh, and often do uh, Q&As in in the group too. So you can join. You don't have to though. Today is just for you to really, really enjoy this incredible uh, breakdown of homeopathy, uh, homeopathic remedies and how to use them for viral and bacterial infections. I know you're going to love it. Now, before I hook into that, I've just got a couple of reminders. You have your last week of the October offers from our beautiful sponsors, our major sponsor this year, air filters and dehumidifiers. East Coast of Australia listeners, we are headed for a third La Nina. What does that mean? It means a lot of wet conditions. It means a lot of humidity. And if you don't have a dehumidifier now, 
You are going to be like some of the people who in January, February this year were desperate for them and could not get one anywhere because they were out of stock. So please do not wait for your leather boots to go moldy or your cushions to feel damp and start smelling musty have a preventative strategy around mold. I want to stop having people text me, message me, email me saying, how do I clean the mold? You can, in in many, many circumstances, you don't have a water damage issue. Of course, water damage, you know, mold growing in walls or roof leaks, um, sink issues with pipes underneath, all of those need to be addressed uh, with remediators, building biologists, and, and making sure you remove that mold and do whatever uh, handyman or renovation um, you need to do in that situation. But then, like, that's only statistically about half the situation. The other half of people just have too much indoor air humidity. So get a hygrometer and check that your indoor air is a is not above 60%. If it is, you are creating a perfect environment for mold to grow. You need to start closing all your windows, cranking the dehumidifiers and bringing that humidity down so everything has a very, very regular chance to dry out and not gather humidity and start growing mold. It is a game changer. You can run a little compact dehumidifier. We just keep one in our bathroom and run it every single night after our family showers, our bathroom is bone dry. I have not had a mold issue for 15 months that we've lived in this little place. And it is an old bathroom. I reckon it's a 1960s bathroom by the look of it. Um, but well looked after, you can prevent mold. You do not have to wait for it to come and then wonder what to do. So you got 10% off. Your code is LOWTOXLIFE, ozclimate.com.au. And then if you think you might need an air filter as well, I can't recommend their HEPA filter uh, Winix range enough either. If you're not sure what you need, you can call them and just discuss your floor plan. They will help you pick the right one for your house and your climate. Now we have two other amazing offers, Block Blue Light. Uh, it was so exciting to run that competition for my absolute favorite light bulbs. Um, people saw the pictures of like my gorgeous dog on the couch or a book and how you can very still easily read uh, with these light bulbs. The Sweet Dreams light bulbs rock uh, and uh, a, a lucky winner was on Facebook and Instagram. Um, they also actually have a full spectrum light bulb now, which just came out last year. And basically what you do is you put these light bulbs in your fixtures, wherever you tend to use the lights. So if you're more of a lamp person, you use them in your lamps. If you're more of a, um, a, a big lampshade hanging down from one single socket for the whole room, then you pop it into there. And then you have the full spectrum of the day with the flick of a switch it switches to the next mode. So during the daytime, you can have the full blue light uh, version. Then you go with one click into the afternoon evening version where the blue light is blocked out um, to a large percentage. And then you go to the full nighttime version uh, where it's completely blocked out and then your beautiful melatonin gets a chance to rise. So all this month of October, you have Lotox Life 15 as your code and you have 15% off the whole range. So I think replacing light bulbs is one of the single most powerful ways you can 
experience change for the most amount of people in your family. You don't have to keep reminding the teenagers to wear the special glasses, yada, yada. Uh, and uh, whether you go with the sweet dreams option, I don't need to use a, a light um, during the day uh, where we live. And so I just use the sweet dreams ones in the evening. But if we move to a place where I might need to use uh, that full spectrum um, offering, then those globes are fantastic as well. They've got a ton of other stuff, including red light panels, uh, glasses, reading lights, travel lights, night lights. Uh, it's just such a great range. I absolutely love what Daniel and the team do, and they've worked so hard to keep producing things that people need, uh, all in the aim of feeling more relaxed into the evening, of having less headaches, of having more melatonin when you need it to get a good night's sleep. I love it. And then lastly, I don't know many people who don't love chocolate. Peak Chocolate has a 20% off your first order with the code LOWTOX20. What is Peak Chocolate? It's a fabulous family business who make chocolate for different needs. So if you think focus is something you need during the day, then you might want to go with the focus chocolate. I love the focus chocolate. Uh, it's fantastic and it tastes delicious. Uh, you have the energy. So let's just say you want to get a gym workout in, uh, and it's the afternoon and you feel a bit slumped, maybe the energy chocolate with a little bit of protein in there, uh, some caffeine and some B vitamins that might pep you up and get you motivated. And then in the evening time, you might want the rest chocolate, which is a little sweeter, which is perfect for after dinner. By the way, no sugar here. They use Multilol, uh, and, and it is unbelievable how this chocolate just makes you feel sleepy half an hour later. It's incredible. They have, well, it's not incredible. It's L-tryptophan and uh, magnesium and a whole bunch of other good things to help send you off into la-la land. So um, if you get your blue blocking lights on and your rest chocolate, then you are set uh, for the nighttime routine, I reckon. Anyway, thank you so much to those sponsors uh, for supporting the show. I love that it makes it easier for you guys to make your low-tox swaps and try new things without paying full price. And uh, I'm going to kick into homeopathics now. Let's learn a whole bunch of stuff from the wonderful Julia Edgley. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, everybody. Thank you so much to those of you who've made it for our evening session tonight. <laughs> Um, I have the wonderful Julia joining me, whose show went Hi. live this week. Julia, welcome to our masterclass. Thanks so much for having me. And I apologize. It's my fault. It's so late. So, so sorry. <laughs> okay. And it's great that you're all here. I'm so used to just having that on as a spot in my calendar to book for UK and Europe guests. And it didn't even occur to me that we needed to do something a little bit less um, midnight-ish. But here oh, we is are. It midnight? No, no, no. It's, it's not. <laughs> I'll go to bed. <laughs> yes, it'll be much better for our immune systems to not be here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's only quarter past nine. It's not too bad. I've got my hot beverage. Good. Um, Winding down. Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking of all the things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, two things I want to talk about is unpacking your ABC method protocol I'd like to know what you actually like to call it because you alluded to it a couple of times in the show and people ask about it 
Yeah. So that's something I want to ask about. And then I want to talk to you about the year 2022, where we're all back in the cesspool of human germs, which Mm -hmm. is normally a very easy thing for most people to bounce back from. But because we've all been sheltered for the last couple of years, everyone's catching everything. And I would love to um, have you step us through some of the things that we can love that from a homeopathic perspective to bolster our immune systems and be a little bit more teflonish because we're all sick of catching everything. And you know, I'd love to explain as well, go into why it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you just Mm -hmm. need to know how to manage it the first one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about ABC. How did you come up? And um, when would you typically be using it? What does it look like? Okay, so the ABC method is just the name that I give to the structure of and the strategy that I give homeopathic remedies when you're sick. Mm-hmm. So a few people, even my patients have asked, is it preventative? And it's not. It's your crisis support. Mm. So when you've come down with something. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like we were saying, like that time of it's in the middle of the night, the symptoms have started. What do you do? Mm. If you've never used homeopathy and you don't understand how to apply homeopathic principle or select the remedy, this is a great method for you because it's very step one you take abc it's called abc because the first remedy you give is a combination called abc of aconite belladonna and chamomilla got it and i'm not imaginative when it comes up with names so it's called (laughs) the abc method the whole method (laughs) now i say abc for everything unfortunately and the whole method is based not just on homeopathy so you're going to use remedies but understanding the process of what your immune system is doing when you're sick Mm-hmm. So it's split into three stages. You know exactly how to treat each stage and what the body is doing through each stage. So stage one is the inflammation stage. This mm. is where you get the fever, the heat, the sore throat. What your body is doing is it's sending all the immune cells, the white blood cells to the site of infection to fight it off. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of remedies and a group of symptoms for this stage. Naturally, everyone will know this. You will then go into the mucus stage, which was called yeah. the suppurative stage, but nobody could pronounce it because I treat French people as well. So we call it the mucus stage. Mucus is a very natural process in your immune response because that is where the white, the dead white blood cells are being removed from the site of inflection. So right. you need, so there, however- Is that what mucus mu- is by definition? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, it feels just as gross as it sounds then. Oh, well, I love mucus because you can tell <laughs> everything about the color of it. So I need yeah. to, when you, you get a few patients, like I need to, I need you to send me a picture of what they're, they're coughing up and they're like, Oh God. I'm like, cough <laughs> it up for me because yeah. everything from the color. So the color will be able to indicate if it's a bacterial infection, even if it's an allergy, if it's a viral, you can tell everything from the color. Uh-huh. So in the ABC method, we then go from the inflammation stage. If you treat the inflammation stage very early, you avoid the mucus stage completely. You get a bit of a runny nose and that's it. It's when it's a bit late, you go into the mucus stage. There's a set of remedies for the mucus stage. Third stage is the recovery stage. So when you treat the recovery stage of how the body bounces back, again, with homeopathy, you prevent that um, repeat of every two weeks you're getting sick. Mm. It just it's like a full stop. So the whole method is looking at an acute from that point of view and knowing exactly each stage what you're giving wow. when you're sick. And can we actually talk about... Um what you're giving in each stage now or is that something that 
would that be okay? Yeah, I can definitely talk about stage one. Stage mm. two is where I really introduce, you have to get used to, it's very rare that people get stuck in a stage two, but that's when I start to introduce homeopathic principle, how mm. to look at the symptoms. Yeah. Now, what is great about the, well, what I've, the feedback I've been giving is that you're already doing something. It's not like you're waiting hours or days of, okay, what remedy do I give? You're already supporting the system. And then we stay in contact with the group for people. So stage one, the important thing with stage one in the ABC method is that you know your warning sign. Mm. So that's what I think it's not purely homeopathy. It's really knowing your immune response and your body. So stage one is your warning sign. My and that looks a bit different for, from person to person. Everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, even though I love about the group every so often, like remind everybody of your warning signs. I had one child and their warning sign is they get emotional. And their mom was like, oh, my God, every time they're emotional, they're coming down with something. Mm -hmm. I get hot eyes. If I get like a feel of heat in my eyes, I'm like, oh, my body's fighting something off now. You couldn't go to a doctor with it. They think you're mad. Mm. But you know the warning sign. As a parent, you'll know the warning sign for your children, the glassy eyes yeah. or not really wanting to eat. You start, that's the start of the immune response. You don't wait until the fever or the runny nose or the sore throat. It's that is when you go well in with the ABC. What was the cocktail yeah. of again? Aconite, belladonna, and chamomilla, 200 CH, because remember, there's different strengths of homeopathy. Mm. You want the 200. Haven't seen great. 30 is great. 200 is the best. 10 M too strong. And 10 is too strong. 10 M. So oh, it goes, the, it goes the D. So it goes from one to whatever we want in D, which means, well, that's homeopathic dilutions. And then there's a C potency and then there's the M potency and there's a few others. Okay. So I'm just picking up one of my little boivon tubes. Brilliant. Um, because I very typically, if I get a virus, yeah, I will it, I will get a post viral cough, and this right. thing will like I'll split ribs over this thing. I'll pull muscles in my Ooh. back, just like okay, full and then full on intense histamine reaction. Yeah. Oh, so I want to see if I got the right one. <laughs> Which one did you get? I'm pig I'm I'm guinea pigging myself, guys, for embarrassment. <laughs> uh, the Drosera. Great. Yep. Okay. Cool. Great. It's yep, brilliant. It makes sense. good. Um, relief of spasmodic uh, dry coughs worsened at night yep. and by heat. Like that's me Perfect. in a nutshell after yep. I've had a big virus. Um, I'd Perfect. be very keen for people to use the chat box and let me know whether this is you as well or do you have something different in your, like in a trail symptom? Yeah, yeah. that's your stage two almost, even though there mm -hmm. might be a lot of mucus for you, this is a, that's your stage two, your cough. People do generally coughs, they'll do a runny nose, they'll do a sinus infection, sore throat. What's the other stage two? These is like your stage two. So you normally, your first sign, you start with ABC 200. Mm -hmm. In an, what we call acutes, these short-lived um, pathologies, uh, you want it intense. So your body uses up the remedy quite quickly. So you, I give one granule every hour. And the great yeah. thing about homeopathy is you can't overdose. So you just keep popping the homeopathy, can't do any mm -hmm. harm. And what you do then is the maximum, usually within a few hours to a day, you would see reactions to the ABC. Maximum you would leave it is two days and then you would go on to your stage two, but it's very rare. Once the body gets used to ABC, you can avoid the post-viral cough right and can we buy abc anywhere or do we buy it from you how does that work okay so most homeopathic pharmacies mm -hmm. i do know the film australia they will have um you, so you, have, you can't go just to a health store it's a homeopathic pharmacy will have the correct strength the dilution and mm -hmm. you ask for the combination of aconite belladon chamomilla 
200 CH and you can just mention that you did my course and okay. they're used to it because it's not this ABC method and specifically using ABC is something few, a few other homeopaths have used it, but not in a strategy like that. Yeah. So now pharmacies around the world are getting used to giving people the ABC combination. Oh, nice. Um, and in terms of being able to buy over the counter, it seems like most of what we can get from like a Boiron type um, product yeah. um, is the 30C. So yeah. are you saying that that's kind of like the the dip your toe in the water strength? Yeah, it's when your body is, is launching. If you think understand stage one, to mm. understand a bit of the history of homeopathy, and oh, this is great actually where to get remedies, um, you're, you need to... Cr- you need to choose the strength, the same intensity as your symptoms. That's how you mm. choose a homeopathic dilution. Yeah. So basically, if you have if you have somebody who has very high energy, you give them a very high energy remedy, which is higher up on the scale, generally. So stage one naturally is intense. It takes a lot of energy to get a fever to start an immune response. So you want an intense re- uh, dilution, and that's a 200 CH. Mm. Thank you for explaining that. Um I think it's one of the kinds of things that because it's such a safe and over-the-counter, you know, yeah. grab it anywhere, grab it online, we then lose understanding the subtlety the nuance. of the, um, the art of prescribing homeopathic yeah. remedies for someone who's actually studied at a university level for years nonstop on it. Um, it's a totally different kettle of fish, right? Absolutely. And you get, and that's, I love that it's available. I, I think it is something that, like we said, you can you learn to use for home ailments at home very easily. Mm. But I get a lot of people like, oh, I tried remedies and just didn't do anything. And then I ask a few questions going, well, how did you choose the right symptoms? What was the potency? And I try and kind of give as much advice to people as I can, but there has to be a certain analysis of your case. Not mm. in that, that's why I kind of, the ABC method it was developed over a decade. So it's a decade of observing patients and seeing the patterns that everyone was going through yeah. to come up with the stages. So that's why pretty much everyone can benefit from it mm. or can learn something from it. Yeah. And something I'm quite curious for you to expand upon is okay. um, snot diagnosis. So yeah. <laughs> phlegm okay. diagnosis. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, of the, the many shades that we've experienced. Yeah, the 50 shades of mucus awful flu last week oh my god it was horrific um and uh I'm I'm thinking you know my son even had like dark yucky stuff kind of chunky bits I was a bit more egg whitey with a little bit of egg whitey is okay okay right yeah yeah. yeah. the lumps of yellow um so can we talk through because it feels like for him it really got to him and a little fever came a couple of times over a couple of weeks Mm. and I'd love to um unpack because I know there'll be people on the call and then listening to the playback yeah who are like oh my gosh this thing is lasting forever it keeps coming back it now has a new name um you know yeah so if we could start on the phlegm and like becoming better okay. phlegm detectives, yeah, that'd be cool. And yeah. then talking about the, I guess what to do. Yeah, if if you just haven't managed to kick it in the past, or if you're Fair doing enough. something right now and you didn't do ABC when you were supposed to, and because you had no idea about it, like yeah. what do we do? For it is now? the end of your season now, actually. In fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so muc- the first thing you want to do about mucus is you want mucus to come away from the site of infection. You don't want it to stagnate. Mm. 
So when I um often when people take ABC, they'll come, especially for children, like, oh my God, their nose is just completely like dripping. Like mm. it's great because it's going away. It's naturally your body is evacuating it. Yeah. When it's fluid, it's great. When it's thin, it's fantastic. The thicker mucus is actually the area of the site of infection is inflamed. The mucus membranes have inflamed because remember your body is getting, sending the white blood cells there. And it's just that fa the fact that it's stuck and dehydrated. That's the only reason it's thicker mm -hmm. mucus. Yeah. So that's why everyone says to, in order to kind of shift mucus, you have to stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. That's why you do that. You want it fluid. So white just means that the area that where you have the infection, it's a bit later in your stage one. You might have waited a bit longer than you should have for the ABC if you're doing the ABC method and it's just a bit more inflamed. So, but you still want to make sure that that is just flowing away and, um, yeah. or at least you're coughing it up where you can blow it out. Fine. Yeah. When it gets to a bit green, I should have actually brought, I need to get some props. Um, when it gets to a bit green, you're thinking viral infection. Mm. Um, generally it's fine. I'm like, right, we have to keep an observing. Your body's fighting off a bit more. There's a lot more um, white blood cells involved. The area is slightly dehydrated. Usually when you give the remedy for the screen mucus, um, even if it's sticky, it just means that it was dehydrated at the site of infection. I mean, chunky, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, when it's green, you just want to make sure that you flush it away. So when it's green, I say, okay, you need to flush it out. So the nasal flush, really, yeah. really important. Um, you need to do the nasal flush. Make sure that you're giving something that will bring it up from the lungs or the throat and you need it out. Mm. Now, there is a problem and I might be mixing things going off on a tangent here by throwing in a remedy, but it's a handy remedy to have. Um, with babies, you will know they're actually coughing up mucus and young kids because they'll cough, cough, cough and they'll go because it's coming up into their mouth and they're chewing. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what that is. Yeah. Great remedy for that. And everybody's been through this. I don't know if you've been through this with your flu. Is mm. that is a, the only remedy for that is caucus cacti and very few homeopathic first aid books talk about this. Ooh. But it is an amazing remedy. And that is the one that will clear out that mucus. I am making a note right now. Everybody I'm... will have been going, oh, yeah, well, I cough, cough, <clears throat> and then it just all this mucus just dislodges. What it's did you? Cacti. Coctus cacti. Yeah. It's a great remedy. So that's your body naturally moving the mucus from the site of infection. Mm -hmm. um, so that's fine. Even if it's slightly, we'll say, creamy yellow. Yeah. So the pale versions of green and yellow, I've seen seen dependent on the patient. Mm -hmm. Yellow generally it can mean there's um like smokers will have yellow mucus. That's mm -hmm. why if you're if somebody's a smoker and like oh my god I instantly go to yellow mucus I have to go to the doctor to get an antibiotic I'm like you don't you're a smoker your yeah. mucus is always going to be yellow so there is going to be an environmental something going on mm -hmm. and that's what patients I'm like okay I wonder is there um potentially a mold problem in the home or maybe there's building work going on. Yeah. When we're getting to infection, it's when it's thick, um, it's hot, and it can be deep, dark green, almost bordering on yellow, mustard colored. Mm. Do you know that color? Yeah. This is when we really need this to shift mm. because that is either the start of a bacterial infection or it's going that way. Mm. And what can happen, this is why I love the nasal flush for any age, is because what can happen is you can have um, runny nose here and it's cream but right in your sinuses it's stagnant back there yes and so you need to really flush all of that out and yeah. um that's when we have a problem so when you have in terms of what we can do when you have mucus like that and actually the, the fever that comes and goes comes back mm -hmm. that was indicative of a slight bacterial infection yeah yeah
So that's where I kind of, when I have mucus like that, and we're using remedies, what you want is it's all about remedy reaction. That's how you're confident in homeopathy is knowing the signs that the remedy is doing something and you're not wasting your time. Mm. So with that, you go, you take the remedies and within a few hours, maybe maximum six, you see the mucus is more fluid, same color. Wow. So basically hours, if you're not experiencing that, then you haven't yeah. got it right yet. Um, exactly. Exactly. Mm. What is the beauty about homeopathy and not classical deep homeopathy, but for acutes is that any remedy you're going to give is going to do something. You just need to analyze the reaction and that will tell you what the next remedy is. For example, if you give a remedy like caucus cacti, hmm. now this sound might seem like gobbledygook. You, you have to have a certain knowledge of homeopathic remedies. And that's why I have that free ebook that anyone can download. And it gives you the kind of the basics, the core of what you need to know for remedies, the top 10 in your house you know these, you pretty can, much can manage anything. So yeah. if you give a caucus cacti remedy and the patient then becomes, it's different with adults because we mm. have to kind of put on a brave face, but say if it's a child and like, oh my God, they can become really clingy now and they're, they really want hugs and they want, right, now you're going into pulsatilla. So you follow the signs mm. of the patient and you can chop and change. With a small acute crisis, this is what I think everyone thinks is that one remedy that, you, that will treat the whole virus. It's yeah. not, you need to treat each stage. And sometimes in stage two, there can be multiple remedies and that's absolutely fine. You're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving the remedy and like you said, the, you'll get the reaction will be more fluid or something will change. To know that the mucus is going the right direction, especially when we're on the limit of infection mucus, you want to see it go fluid. You then mm. want to see it go either the green or the cream. You want to see it go light in color, then it will go white and then it will go clear. Mm -hmm. and then you know you're going in the right direction and that can happen over a few days yeah wow and then I'd, I'd say you'd also lose that sensation there's something you can't quite get to in the back of your sinuses yes mm. yeah or the back of the throat another remedy symptom that a lot of parents will struggle with is but it's not a bad symptom is where the child is completely fine but they wake up in the morning and they have this smoker's cough like mm -hmm. everything's coming up and then it's fine yeah. for the rest of the day that's not actually a bad thing. That mucus will be yellow. And I'll tell you why, because as a child is lying down at night, post-viral um, post nasal drip stagnates in the back of the nose and the throat. They then move in the morning. It drops down into the lower throat mm. and then they cough it up. And because it's yeah. stagnant, it'll go a bit yellow. It's, that's yeah. normal. But that's actually, that can last a long time, but it's a completely fine symptom. Wow. Fascinating. Um, yeah, you observe your symptoms. It, it, all from symptoms you observe. You can tell mm. a lot. Yeah. And it can't, it puts you in the driver's seat, really, and it, it tunes yeah. you in to what's actually happening instead of, I'm yeah. sick, I've got to take a cold and flu tablet, which basically yeah. masks all the symptoms but doesn't do any of the work in the background. But even with some people, if they take just elder, that's why I love applying the ABC method. You can you don't even have to use it with homeopathy. You can use it with anything. If you're just, I see a lot of parents going, I've taken the elderberry, I'm doing the honey, the ginger and honey, I'm doing, but they're not getting better. I'm like, what's the signs that it's working? You can apply all these signs to any natural approach you want to use. Mm, brilliant. Because you want to know what's working. Yeah, yeah. So what if it does go bacterial? Um, we talked okay. about warning signs on um, the first yeah. the flags. Um, mm -hmm. Is it at that point where you're like, oh, this is like really bad and the fever keeps coming back. Um, yeah. At what point do you consider antibiotics with a doctor? Okay. 
So, so if you are a parent or an individual on your own and you don't have remedies and you have these symptoms, you need to get a remedy within the next 12 hours or you need to go to a doctor. Yeah. So you don't want it to linger more than 12 to 24 hours. Mm -hmm. um, depending on where the infection is. If it's sinus infection, it's really uncomfortable. It's not life-threatening. Mm. If it's a bacterial throat infection, because it can, a bacterial infection can go straight, a uh, throat infection can go straight from a bacterial infection. And um, mm. you want to make sure what the white spots are. You want to observe the, the fever and that the throat is not closing. Mm. So that's something you want to observe. If it's in the chest. Now, I'd love to be able to share with uh, listeners yeah, to know if it's gone to the chest. It's mm. a very easy way. But if it's gone to the chest and the, the patient is short breathing, you need to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. because they're they're two infections that you don't want to let them go wildfire also equally for a throat and um, the abc method can be used for pretty much any virus there's mm -hmm. a few different ones like chicken pox um coxsackie virus and the other one is scarlet fever now scarlet fever is a bacterial infection mm -hmm. i have used it but with my patients because that's something um, the medical board of any country says immediately you need back um, antibiotics and just the patients that i saw these kids were set, were um couldn't use any antibiotics they just weren't working for them anymore because they had so many in the past mm. so but that is something i'm like every four six hours you're contacting me i need to make sure that this isn't going left yeah. center and we I, we need yeah. um iv antibiotics mm. so i think with the lungs and with the throat you have 12 to 24 hours sinus you can really just manage it it's yeah. really painful i don't know if you've ever had sinus infection oh, once. the worst horrific <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you kind of that's where I would say for that with the lungs, let me this is a really good tip. I love, again, empowering patients with you can listen to the lungs without even a stethoscope to know what's going on in there. And mm -hmm. how I should have bought my doll. How it is, is you get um, in between the shoulder blades. Hold okay? on, I'm going to blow you up. So much makeup on So in between the shoulder blades, just here, the mm -hmm. just above the bra strap area for women. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can listen there and any child. So you get a child to breathe normally. Mm -hmm. You get them to laugh and you get them to cough and you mm -hmm. hear what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. If it's just you can just hear them breathing. It's fine because a lot of people think they have. Oh, my God, I've got a chest infection and it's not. It's really in the throat. Mm -hmm. But it's. It's terrific. It's not yeah. in the lungs. If the, the mucus is fairly low down, either it's being produced um, high up in the lungs or it's coming down from the throat. Mm. Equal, either way, it's quite low down. So yeah. that you really want to clear that or you want the patient to be able to cough it all up. Mm. Um, if you hear whistling like a, I don't know if you heard that, it's very, very slight yeah. asthma. It's inflamed. It's very inflamed. And generally that's asthmatic, but you can have a very um, significant viral chest infection. And that's what you hear when you have that. You again, that's another symptom that you have to observe 20, 12 to 24 hours. You always have to listen. Mm. And so that is it, are we just pressing our ear to that area? That's all it is. Be in a silent room and just have a listen. The reason why I'm doing it with laughing, coughing and breathing normally is because sometimes people are shallow breathers. Um, mm. And if you get them to laugh, that's a really good sign that if somebody has a struggling breathing. If you get them to laugh or run and they cough at the end of it, when they deep breathe, this stuff has to come up. So you're seeing that. You're seeing what it's like when they're coughing and you're seeing what it's like when they're breathing, they're normal. Mm. So you're seeing what the, because sometimes you can listen to a chest and it's their normal and there's nothing there. Yeah. So that's for, because the coughs really, because people are afraid of pneumonia. Mm. And that's what they worry about. Now to talk about pneumonia, 
I know I talk a lot about red flag symptoms, but like I was saying, you were saying to me, I love empowering people. Once you have the knowledge, it's you can um, yeah. really observe and relax into it. Pneumonia, you know, if somebody has pneumonia because it's kids, it's the shallow breathing, it's the rib cages moving really, really quickly, short mm-hmm. breaths, yeah, like that in yeah. their sleep. That's how you know there's a significant lung issue, and that I would. In any of these cases, I'm not against just ringing your GP. I mean, you just want to have make sure that you have that backup. Yeah. And said, this is what's going on. Um, again, if they prescribe something, going, is this the only prescription? Can we wait a while? But you have somebody on on your side. So you have support. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Um, and I think it's, I mean, what you've just stepped us through, it just goes to show um how much we can actually independently learn for ourselves to get yeah. to know um, our style of illness, the way we go down. Yeah. Like it tends yeah. to be quite individual. I think of the three of us in our little family. Um, yeah. Different things affect each of us in a different, the same thing affects each of us in a yeah. different way. And if generally patients will do the same, like you'll have the same symptoms for each acute you small again I feel really like I feel like when you're smaller we have a better connection sorry Julia I've made you little and I become really god although I have washed my hair today so it's okay <laughs> I'm here yep is everyone else here yep no it's all good I just think with um with the big you and the flailing arms, our connection. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm the same. I'm super expressive. But when Zoom is being temperamental, I think, you know, those little things actually really help. So, um, okay. Now everyone's being really quiet who's on the call. I'd love to hear um, how. It is a lot to take in. So I I have a lot of people and they're like, oh, my God, this is, do I have right. to remember that? Actually, that's why I love the Yeah, I'm listening to you and thinking, okay, it's okay. I've got the playback. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I do with the course. I was like, you have this the transcribed, there's the videos you can watch as many times. And usually the good news is when you get it once and you see it in real life, you're like, mm. oh, I see it. You never forget it. You never forget mm. the caucus. You won't forget the caucus cacti cough now. Mm. So when you see it in real life, it's so much easier. So much easier. Um, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to feeling empowered in that in that space and and trying a few more remedies. Um, and, and you know, you saying it's got to be between like 6 and 12, you've got to get your hands on this stuff like that. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, so ordering on iHerb and waiting for it to come next week is really just not no. a good idea. And that's why I've had people <laughs> like, oh, can you treat me now because my, my child has measles or German measles and I have nothing in and I'm very honest I'm like if, unless you have the remedies there's nothing much I can do I need you to have the remedies in so that's why I said always have your basics funny enough it's the best time of year in um, in Australia to prepare now mm. you know your remedies you have them in there might be one or two viruses that you can observe until the end of the season but you're prepared for where we are now which is September and there's kids mm. already on a second dose of antibiotics over here oh god it goes it goes around that quickly yeah. And so can I speak about antibiotics and ask you the question? So let's mm-hmm. just say you had to go there. Yeah. And did take your antibiotics. How yeah. does homeopathy support 
that journey in terms of rehab because it's a big shock to the body, a course of antibiotics. Yeah. Mm. Actually, the thing is, if it's a one-off, say mm. you haven't had antibiotics in years in one-off, don't beat yourself up over it. It's not the end mm. of the world. Yeah. The issue is if you're given the antibiotic and you're not sure it's a bacterial infection. And this is mm. where I really use homeopathy, not just in the rehabilitation, but in preparation, because if you're given antibiotics and it was viral, Mm. Um, within 10 to 14 days later, you're going to have a relapse and it's going to be a different virus or I'm, I'm always sick. It's not. It's the same virus that was never treated. Mm. And so what you are prepared for when it comes back 10 to 14 days later, I've got the remedies. I've got everything in. So you're prepared yeah. to give the remedies as soon as possible. Mm. In terms of um, post antibiotic, you would again with homeopathy, homeopathy is always based on symptoms. Mm -hmm. So symptoms, you're always looking at the symptoms of um, of the patient that tells you which remedy the reason why the abc method is slightly different is because aconite belladonna camomilla everybody does these symptoms when they're falling down when they're falling ill that's why it's, yeah. that remedy is based but there are a few combinations you can do after an antibiotic there's two remedies and um, one is thuya and one is gertner mm -hmm. and the third one actually you would include is is nux vomica mm. so thuya and uh, nux vomica even if you just get those two alone you can give them low 6CH. Yeah. You could do one granule um, of one in the morning, the other in the evening, and you do that for three weeks. Mm. And that's fine. Gertner, if you, you, do, you do that at midday. Now, Gertner is what we call a, a homeopathic bell nosode because homeopathic remedies come from various different sources, whether it be mm. animal, it could be mineral, it could be plant. Um, bell nosodes were discovered early last century, and it was a homeopathic um, biologist. I right. should remember his name. It was actually Bach mm. um, of the Bach oh, remedies. Yes. Yeah. He said, notice there were certain pathologies, certain linked to bacteria and uh, prevalent in people's guts. And he yeah. isolated them and made them into homeopathic remedies. I love mm. using these. And for patients who have significant gut issues because of multiple doses of antibiotics, I give all the bowel nosodes and I do it in program to try and reculture the intestines. It's like a homeopathic probiotic. Wow. And so Gardner is one of them. And Gardner is spelt. Oh yeah, G-A-E-R-T-N-E-R, Gardner. Thinking in French now. Got it, yeah. Yeah. And so um, pretty I would say anybody because those two remedies the only issue with homeopathy is that if you give a remedy to a patient and actually their body really needs it and it then brings back the whole healing crisis and they're not prepared so that's the thing I warn people if you take these type of remedies and nobody's taken your case or analyzed everything that can happen it's not the, it's not a bad thing it lasts three days just as that happens get yourself to a homeopath because they can help you use that information to really deep, give yourself you deep, deep treatment mm-hmm how fascinating it's the kind of thing that I've always I mean I've really always wanted to know more about homeopathy from the technical standpoint yeah and it's just like anything isn't it the more you know the more you want to know you yeah because you can know something but that doesn't mean necessarily that you understand it yet yeah that's mm. the thing with homeopathy I think some people I mean I was the same when I started studying I'm like oh this is going to be like a few herbs in my kitchen I'll be like you know one nature and then I started to really study I'm like oh my god this is a lot more complicated than I thought yeah I know um and Lozzie's actually just commented she uses nuts vomica 
<laughs> She's not beating around the bush with her words for a shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is great. And I love how you people can remember Nux Vomica because Vom makes, makes you want to vomit like Vom, mm. Vomica. Yeah. And so for liverish people, you get the nausea and everything. It's very easy to remember. Mm. Great for hangovers. I shouldn't say that. No, we don't drink. No. Oh, that's grand. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm a bit of a Christmas drinker these days. I'm not much, um, but if there's something really delicious, I'll always have mm, a little try. Well, a few times a year, and yeah, have your nux vomica afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great first aid. To me, I would say it's almost like a liver version of ar- um, arnica. You can just take it. Right. One of those remedies I haven't. It's a great cold the one that remedy. needs to go in the handbag. Uh, absolutely. Mm. It's a cold remedy. And this is how you know Nuxomica. So if I say this, and you're like, oh my God, there's so much to remember with homeopathy. Just get the books, get the thing, have everything there, a reference guide. Yeah. Nuxomica cold, and everyone's had this, where one side runs and the other side is blocked. Yes. And then you finally get one side blocked and then the uh, open and then the other side blocks. Mm-hmm. And you can't sleep at night because you're lying down and the one nostril you can breathe through is blocked. <laughs> and so you're moving over the other side. Nuxomica. Okay. Oh, I love yeah. that tip. That's great. Um, and Lozzie's also said she'd love the spelling of the other ones you mentioned. So, um, will I write them down? Yeah, I think that'd be great. And then maybe just show them on the screen, and then that way people can screen grab it. I don't oh, know. I don't have to do that. Hold oh. on. I can do it. I can do it on the. I can do it on the chat. Why don't you do it in the chat? Just do it in okay. the chat. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry about this. Yeah, I should have brought in a pen. And do you know what? I was actually thinking when I bring in a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, those are the two. Amazing. Um, and then Caucus Cacti, that sounds like what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Caucus Cacti. There you go. Amazing. Um, is there any other ones that I recommended? Get a few uh, antibiotics. Cacti, John. There's, an, there's another great, actually. Let me write this down because coughs is the one everyone gets everyone. Sambu, Cus, N. Negra. So some this is elder elder elderflower. Yes. Um, basically, uh, a sambucus uh, sambucus patient. It can look like Nux formica in terms of they're sleeping with their mouth open because everything is just so blocked. Mm. Um, but what will happen is um, when they move in the morning, they're everything. The mouth is so dry. There's a sore throat, and then they have that morning cough that looks like Hocus cacti. What you do is you observe how, uh, if you're on your own, you can't really do it, but you observe the patient at night and if they're sleeping constantly with their mouth open because their nose is so blocked, mm. Sambucus is the remedy you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not one that's in many small first aid books. That's why I kind of want to give the information. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, when you mentioned reference book, I wanted yeah. to ask you what your pro tip is. Like what's, what's a great one for people to buy and have at home? Can I be really honest? And then I'll go into a de- like a productive answer. Yeah. Don't waste your money okay. because, or waste all your money because each one will have, there's some, cla- like I was saying, there's some classical homeopaths that will just go on your symptoms. Mm. Now, for example, um, some symptom you'll see in some homeopathic books is likes to stand under the full moon in a certain time of the month. Nobody's going to observe that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it can be so obscure that I'll, I'll observe it. But if you're like, how do I treat my child of a sore throat? And like, I don't know. And so you put your child out in the full moon and they're doing something. <laughs> so it can be so obscure. It also can be the remedies that they see in their region. Mm. So what I would say, there's actually a book I haven't got it with me, but could I send it on to you? And yeah, I, yeah, of course. 
when you get used to homeopathy, it's actually a min, it's a, a poor professional homeopaths. There's a mini repertory, which I haven't used this word. I have to explain this to you now, a mini repertory and materia medica. The materia medica is the true homeopathic um, Bible of the remedies. Mm-hmm. Each remedy, you see every symptom of the remedy. And so you can verify if their symptoms correspond to your symptom. Mm-hmm. That's a materia medica. The repertory is a, basically our dictionary. So I take all your symptoms I write them down. I do a bit of analysis to see exactly where they're coming from. Look those symptoms up in the repertory and the repertory tells you what remedies have those symptoms. So wow. that's how we find that's how we find your remedies. So mm-hmm. if you have, for example, Nux Vomica um, alternate in the book, they were written 200 years ago, alternating um, nasal blockage. I would look that up and it would tell me the remedies for that. And then what you would do for that as a homeopath, you look at those remedies, look them up, go mm, Nux Vomica looks the most appropriate and take that. Mm. And now that I've spoken you to remedy reaction, you then observe the remedy reaction. That's yeah. the process of getting you the right remedies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what actually the basics yeah. of it. Now the no, books good. are, I prefer pe- people who really get used to homeopathy. If you're really invested, get this other book that I'm going to show you through. It has you there in more control. You might have to do a few times really looking up, getting used to looking up symptoms, but you know a lot far more remedies rather than somebody giving you, here's the five remedies for a sore throat. And then mm. you have the sore throat that doesn't correspond to any of them. Mm, because that's why so with the, different types of sore throats. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why with the ABC method, I'm like, okay, forget that bit for a moment. Let's just look at the stages and treat the stages. So you're still doing something. It's just not classical homeopathy. Okay. So Lozzie just shared, I work with my homeopath and the other day she said in the book, there were 150 remedies for my symptom process elimination. So how do you work through that um, and decide a remedy? And and do homeopaths end up like having favourite children in that way? Like, Oh, favourite remedies. Absolutely. You do tend to get, I think it's just when, it's something to do with being the individual, like any therapy you, you have, a, um, like I love treating acute. So I will get loads of people treating my acutes and I have acute remedies. Whereas mm. I'm trying to think of a pathology. I don't see. What do I not see? I don't see, psori- I don't see a lot of psoriasis. I do, but not a lot. So that wouldn't be my thing. Mm. Even though I, I always apply homeopathic principle to it, you can treat it. So when you get that, you kind of get your groups of remedies. Um, mm. And so, you know, so it depends on the, what the practitioner is used to treating the most of. Yeah, but when you get to that process of 150, um, apart from dying to death slowly inside, it just means that you, you there is actually more to that symptom. So if you have a symptom, for example, pain on the right hand, this is a really good example: pain on the right hand side of your head. And mm-hmm. you look it up, and there's a few hundred remedies. Like, right, it's not, it's not, it's too general. You need a really specific remedy uh, symptom to that patient. So you ask more questions. Okay, when yes. do you get the pain? What's the sensation of the pain? And the patient comes back going, actually, the pain feels like heat in my head, but my body's cold. Mm. And then you look at more refined, um, more refined uh, r- rubrics are called. Mm. And so in homeopathy, where does, where does supplements sit? Like, do ah. you prescribe supplements? Do you say, yeah. you know, you really might want to look at your vitamin D, A, zinc, K, right yep. now? And, um, or um, do you tend to stick to homeopathics, refer on to naturopaths? I'm curious to see the scope, I guess, as a practice. I do both. Mm. And because the way I see it is almost like 
for me, supplements are, well, there's two ways you can look at it. Supplements are the management technique. So basically, if you, you know loads of people, they can take all the supplements and the herbs, but unless there's really this energetic work going on or stress management and things like that, how you see the world, supplements are only going to manage so much. Mm. So the homeopathy really goes into that healing mechanism in the body. Now, some homeopaths just use homeopathy. I like to think, or maybe it's the type of patients that I see is, for example, they're not aware of the stress or they've had certain pathologies like inflammation for years. And how I describe this to them is imagine your house has been demolished. Mm. Okay. So that usually means you need to be rebuilt. But if you haven't had the correct nutrition, you don't even have the bricks. You have yeah. to remake the bricks to build the house. And so homeopathy can boost all your energy all you want, but it hasn't got the, the bricks to put the wall back. Mm. So got that's it. where I, I use nutrition. So um, certain, so that's where the analysis for the symptoms comes. I need to know is the symptom because of nutrient deficiency. Um, is it really come from the body themselves? Is that in, down to the individual? Or is there a lifestyle um, practice that is underpinning that symptom? So that's yeah. where the analysis comes in. But I doubt in the recovery stage of the ABC, that's where I use supplements. Mm. because after your body has used it fought off an acute even if it seems mild it is used its zinc it is used its iron it is used its vitamin c antioxidants so you mm. want to give a bit of a tonic after that especially after what you're saying your family had last week then i would say you need your tonics to really rebuild yourself yes we are on the disgusting taste as we speak oh which one is it um oh it's a it's one of the mediherb blends okay it's called oh, I can't remember what it's called but it's PE something and it's what you specifically take for the oh, lady that just would not go away and Good. nip it in the bud kind of thing get it on Good. yeah and it worked like we started taking it yesterday today is a completely different story yeah mm. and you re after a significant viral infection you really need that yeah, absolutely. And very rarely flawed um, by a, a virus. Even um, Delta, which we got in January, that yeah. was two days of awful. And then, you know, as, but yeah. I, I acknowledge that a lot of people have an awful experience with COVID. It's not to take away from the magnitude of it. Yeah. But this flu we had last week, oh my gosh. I mean, I couldn't even work. And normally I can just, you know, lightly. It's quite late in the season as well. Nails and, and uh, oh. no, I was, I was out and I was like, I beat Julia. Oh no, she <laughs> sent me a message, definitely sent me a message. Next I'm like, have you got the remedies? And the, see, that's the thing where you want to have the remedies in. Can you imagine having to this put an order in my next and just shaking? Yeah. Yes, this was going to be my next question. So um, what kind of scope of kit do we need to arm ourselves with? Right. Um, okay. So I have a group of the ABC. Definitely. You need to have yeah. that in because that can pretty much help any inflammation. And like I was saying with this, with this kit of core remedies, you can manage the symptoms. So basically it won't, won't necessarily be as quick as if, for example, you had the Sambucus mm. with you, but we can manage it with other things and you're, you're ticking along and you're feeling fine. So there's 10 remedies. And I'm trying to remember if I remember them all. So there's ABC, mm -hmm. there's Rustox, Arsenicum, Nux Vomica, Pulsatilla. I can write these down if you want. Mm. Heparsulf, Lachesis, Mercury, Sulfur, and Drosera. Mm -hmm. You can pretty much treat a lot of things with that to begin with. Drosera. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I actually have another remedy I think would be good for you as well. Oh, um, yeah. So. Thank you. 
I, I think with those, you can manage a lot of, you can get, you can get by with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There might be a bit like, you know, it's like Pac-Man of like, I'm doing this one symptom and then that symptom comes out and back and forth. Um, but what you, you can have that kit in until then you start to, you can start to then see acute and like, oh, actually I do a lot of Drosera or I do a lot of mercury throats or I do a lot of hepar sulf throats. And then you have your individual kit. Some people they come to me because I can go through past acutes, but a lot of people can do this themselves past acutes. And like I said, people generally do the same symptoms. Mm. I can see the individual remedies they already need. And like, I think yeah. this is going to be your kit. That's why a lot of people yeah, ask me to do kits that. already. Mm. I'm in two minds. It was the same with the ABC method. Ask, people asked me years ago to do this course. I'm like, I, it's so much the individual. I want to help people along. And now that I've done the course, people ask me to do kits. I'm like, well, it depends on the individual. So Give me five years. That's how long I've been to the ABC course. I'll have a kid for you. No, but I, I like the, I mean, the methodology of teaching people how to look back at when they've been sick yeah. and how you get sick as a person. Yeah. Um, if a virus comes along, does it end up usually going to your chest? Or are you exactly. someone who gets a bunch of sinus stuck in the back of your throat all, all the time, uh, in the back of your nose? Yeah. Um, most people would be able to look back in retrospect. Exactly. And, step out a, a, a framework, if you like, for how yes. to get sick. Mm. And if you, ha- if, you ha- if you know a homeopath, if you know a local homeopath, and what you can do is go to them and say, this is what I've had in the past. Can you get, tell me what remedies I would? Most homeopaths, I think, I think most homeopaths would, could, could help you with that. Some mm. like to work in the moment and be like, no, that's not like this. You just have to ask. But they're like, listen, when I get a sinus infection, this is what it looks like. Mm. There's certain, there's certain um, symptoms that it's from observation. Uh, but most of the time, and I can go deeper into that if you want, but most of the time they can give you your own individual kit. But yeah. Observation ones, I will tell you, because this is very homeopathic. And it's when somebody comes to me and they say, or they text me and they go, um, I have a sore throat. And I'm like, but it's again, like the 150 remedies. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm not really getting anything. I'm not really getting anything through the text. I'm like, could you just give me a video call? And they give me, a, and they're in the worst mood. Then like, this, it's the end of the world. This is the worst pain. And you can observe just everything about them that they're not putting into words. And that's a hep or self sore throat. A hep or self sore throat hates everybody. Hates everyone. It's the worst pain. It's the worst pain they've ever had. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's usually it, that bone feeling. Hep are Hep or self. I'll write it down for you now. Yeah, thank you. Thank Sorry. This yeah. is the one I think it was my desert island remedy, wasn't it? Mm. Yes, it yeah. was. That's right. It's a throat remedy, right sided throat remedy. It can be if you only had that and you have a throat, you can still take hepar sulf. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But it's did you just say right sided, as in this thing's going to be on the right side of your head? Yeah. The right side of your throat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you even have to know what side. The other side, if it's left side, it's lachesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> No wonder you needed to spend four years at uni. I know. And then the, I think, was it you? I was talking to somebody else. Apparently it then takes 25 years to, before you can say you're a homeopath. And I've only been doing it for 16. Oh, you're nearly there. Nearly there. Ish. Nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, people who, the people who I've, I've interviewed that many people, Julia, and it's quite funny when you hear people say things like for over two decades and it's literally just clocked 20 years. <laughs> but that just sounds so much more experience. Not the that worst I'm is, from anyone who studied and practiced for 20 years. It's incredible. 
but I think we all like want to get to that next phase of being able to say oh, oh yeah for that long I've never experienced the worst is on my website because actually I've been doing holistic therapies for two decades hmm. but then I come on they're like she's clearly lying so but the thing is it's because I started when I was 16 yeah that's when I started to get trained before I went into for my degree mm. so when someone's doing my website I like I don't really know I can she's like it's great we can put this in I'm yes. like oh <laughs> I don't know I'll just stop using moisturizer that. for yeah. a while <laughs> um cool okay so we've talked about some pretty specific things there uh I'm thinking now would be a good time as we head into um oh hold on Lozzie has just put the 10 remedy play very well done uh my friend this is fabulous if everyone wants to look in the chat box Lozzie has started really quick that's fabulous. And Julia is now going to fill in the question marks. Oh, my God. What did I say? That okay, means so you need to see which one's not there. Yeah. Okay. So one would be actually aconite, belladonna, chamomilla together. Mm-hmm. Then we have the heparsulf and the lacosis that I'm, I noted in. So we have ABC, heparsulf, lacosis, arsenicum, nux vomica, mercury, sulfur, drostera, <laughs> rustox. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Rustox is good. See, can you see now why I, I did a strategy of the ABC method? Because if you're new to this and you're like, oh my God, I have to remember like how to look up repertories and everything. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's like, not going to be what we could do on a podcast because that would just, no. you're on your And nobody board. does it. You're looking at the birds, you're looking at a dog and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, what even is this person saying? But this is the perfect setting because... Yeah, people who are super keen and the people who yeah. take notes and really actually want to put in practice and say, yeah. oh, that sounds interesting, which is. And that's why when people are wanting to use homeopathy at home, they would be put off because like, I'm never, ever going to learn, learn this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. get strategy first, get the basics, and then you have something to already be do, do and then you can learn it. So I'm going to put in rust hox is the other one. Mm-hmm. Rust hox is really good for chicken pox, hands, foot and mouth um german measles so basically if you have any of that you think you've given abc it's not mm. working and you see the spots you go straight on to rustox 200 ch mm. so now uh, somebody asked me another question while i remember mercury sulfur drosera i can't remember the one that i just said one two three four five six <laughs> seven eight nine. Oh my god pulsatilla there it is. God. And you do that in a 200 CH as well. Nice. The reason, can I explain just why the pulsatilla is 200 CH, if mm. we're really going into it, is because pulsatilla, um, the, phys- the symptoms are very just physical. You'll, I would stick with a 30 CH, but when it can be a whole personality, like the hepar sulf, mm. pulsatilla can really go into a clingy, like, oh my, the kid is just like, mommy, mommy, I want you. So because it's on that another layer, it's not yeah. just a slight infection. I go to a 200 CH. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So that got- basic remedies, you could pretty much do everything. And I can even go, if, you, if you, anyone would want me to have time, what each remedy is for. Oh, yeah. Give us a little, like, I do that quickly. The, the elevator pitch. Okay. So ABC, aconite, belladonna, chamomilla. I've had one child in over a decade that actually just does better on aconite on their own. But you put that in a combination of 200. First for the site of infection four fevers and the initial pain. So you would do that. Next one is arsenicum. Arsenicum you would use for a few things. 
One, if there's a very unusual fever where the patient does want, is so tired, doesn't want to stay in bed. They go to another bed. They go to the couch. They come out. They're sipping mm. water. They're not a hungry, restless they are kind of fever. Absolutely. Mm. That's arsenicum. Arsenicum, this is the great thing about remedies. You also use it for either a stomach flu or food poisoning. Mm. So where it's both ends. I've actually got some arsenicum in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's great for that. And so uh, the predominant symptoms for doing real homeopathy of arsenicum is they're exhausted. Mm. Even more so out over the over above and beyond their symptoms. So like they don't shouldn't look this tired. That's arsenicum. Nux vomica, shitty liver, as we were saying. <laughs> um, nausea, it can be for um stomach flu, where there predominantly is this nauseous burning type symptom. Um, there is a um, head cold where one side is blocked and the other side isn't. And nux vomica, they'd be the two that I would use for them. Outside of a viral infection, it would be things like um uh indigestion not mm-hmm. digesting um hangovers that type of thing so you'd mm. have that mercury is predominantly for a th- um a throat infection so mercury is when specifically is there's a smelly breath you'd mm. go into mercury with spots on the throat um because even though i was saying bacterial infection for antibiotics you you can use remedies beforehand you just have to make sure that you're getting reaction quite quickly mercury yeah. would be for that ear infections um, but again, there would be that smelly, sticky, horrible, think of like putrid type situation. Mm. Sulfur is the predominant um, recovery remedy I give. Now you have to make sure that you're at the, the real recovery stage. So that really per- perks up your energy and it's like a full stop. It stops another infection coming in. You make sure that you're really at the end. So either you are feeling great, but you have a few lingering symptoms, you take sulfur. Mm. Or you have no symptoms, but you're a bit tired. You take sulfur. Ah, the risk of so taking a lot of people with COVID have found that trailing fatigue. It's because they didn't do the recovery stage. Mm. Like even like they don't. There's no recovery stage in in standard medicine. But that's yeah. what's going on. It's their body needs to bounce back. Mm. The problem with sulfur is if you give it too soon, if you're a bit impatient, it can bring back the lingering virus and bring it all back again. It's not. A, it's just prolongs it for you, but it's not a bad thing. Mm. Drosera is for a cough, an irritating cough, constant cough at night and in the day. It's usually a coughing fit, so it coughs. Yeah. And then cough, 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 cough. It can be slightly wet or predominantly it's dry. Mm. That lachesis is for um, sore throats on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Hepar sulf is for everything. If you don't know what to give, you give hepar sulf. Um, right sided throat symptoms, hocking up, they call it cheesy deposits because it's that gelatinous kind of chunky yellowy stuff sinus infections throat infections tooth infections it's known as a homeopathic antibiotic mm-hmm. that one so in some cases if for which example, one was just, that sorry hepar sulfur i wrote down yes yeah. so if i just to demonstrate how you can use these combination of remedies if somebody said to me i have a throat a sore throat um, I'm a bit, it's on the right hand side i don't know if it's stage one or stage two i'm like take abc and hepar i'm not against mixing remedies in this mm. scenario and that will get you through it finally rust tox is two more rust tox is for um it can be for impetigo hand foot and mouth german measles chicken pox um what's the other childhood illnesses pretty much that it's another restless fever but not tired like arsenicum and mm-hmm. finally pulsatilla can be used for throat throat chest not uh, sinuses and it's very bland physical symptoms but 
the, the patient is really doesn't like to be on their own, quite needy. I'm a pulsatilla when I'm sick. <coughs> Don't leave me. I'm getting my Drosera. Drosera. Are you mm. taking it now? Mm-hmm. Good. But it's just a measly little 30C. I now feel so inadequate. No, in generally, <laughs> unless I put 200, the rest is 30 is oh, fine. Okay, you cool. just have to take it. You can take that every 15 minutes if you want. Mm. That's absolutely fine. I think you actually might be on the sulfur area as well. Mm. I think you might be in sulfur territory. Yeah, I definitely feel like like I was able to play tennis this morning. Yeah, you're in you're in sulfur ten, ter- territory then. Yeah. And that's 30 CH. That's yeah, that's such a great um like diagnostic check mark, isn't it? Like, were you able to do something with a bit of gusto today? Mm, yeah. Whether it's like the groceries or a walk with a friend. Um, did you yeah. feel like, oh, I can do this? Instead exactly. of, oh God, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Or the shakes afterwards. Yeah. So that's the sulfur test that's the sulfur yeah okay cool well we have learned a ton in this hour give you so much i actually feel really bad because i just think i've just like oh the whole no, i feel like we were up with uni and you gave us the crib notes for a movie okay. it's brilliant. It's so good i'm very very grateful uh and i can see um uh lozzy is super grateful she's saying come back again anytime i would be happy to come back yeah, I was really, really good to do like a bit of a women's health focus, even that we've got so many women in the group. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, well, actually, yes, I think we have one token man in the entire <laughs> club of 700 odd people. I think that's in my ABC community. I think we yes. finally have the first dad <laughs> joined last week. <laughs> like, hooray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be amazing to learn more because what I'm taking from tonight and, um, those of you who are with us, um, I'd love to hear a main takeaway that you've had if you have a chance to write it down before we um, uh, close off the call is um, to really get to know um, yourself, the way the, your patterns, the signs, and to really tune in. Yeah. And I mean, of course, like, you know, this is, what I always say, you know, don't externalize your dietary choices, you know, start having that internal conversation and think, yeah. do I feel good after that meal, that food, that yes. have energy for a few hours, you know, start to actually tune in. And tonight yeah. for me, that was just such a powerful way to tune into um, how we go down. Like it's impossible yeah. for human to avoid it altogether. Exactly. And so why not get really good at it? Yeah. And that, I, I, everybody's going to be like, like keeping an eye out for the warning sign now. Mm. You, when you, you, you'll see this in real life. You're like, oh, my God, yeah, I had the answer. Then I went down two weeks later. Oh, that's what happened. You start to see the patterns. Yeah. And that's when I mean, really, then you can get frustrated. Like, well, I can see the pattern now. Now I need the remedies. <laughs> that's mm. the next stage for everyone. And I will say that that little uh, helping of Josera completely nipped the tickle in the bud. Um, and I'm able to still talk to you right now, which if I hadn't have taken that, honestly, it felt like I was about to start coughing all over my computer. Oh, So, um, yeah, uh, I'm seeing some really lovely um, comments here. Lozzie's saying, I love homeopathy. It's much more than pill for an ill as it's really energetic. I think that's so well put, Lozzie, in, in that kind of like learning the subtle yeah. nuances of the person, of how you're feeling, where you're at, 
and where you might like to go. Maria said thank you. Michelle as well. Um, Hi, I, I know somebody, that- Michelle. Oh, you guys have someone in common. Oh, wow. There you go. A- You're the homeopath that you for that. How good is that? Who's the friend, Michelle? I mean, I mean, you. Might I have a feeling. To... I have a feeling. Okay, there you go. Um, Evie. Oh my God! Yes. There you go. Oh, so lovely. So lovely. Mm. Well, uh, Michelle, thanks for sharing that. She had dinner in my house two months ago. Oh, I love that. Um, speaking of lovely, Julia, you're so lovely. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. No, it's so easy to talk to you. Yeah, and me too. My pleasure. You as well. And I think um, I think this is um, the start of a really beautiful, like, okay, we need Julia for this. Um, Anytime. Yeah. And in uh, just for everybody listening, this will obviously go up into your club dashboard so you'll be able to watch it, take notes, get your kit together. Um, we'll spell everything out and I'll, I'll put that list of 10 um, in there as well, just so everybody has it in the dashboard. But what I'll also put is the course that Julie alluded to a couple of times um, as a link and she, you have a special offer for us. So I'm going to make sure that that's there as well for our clubbers. Um, Michelle has just actually said, uh, so this sounds like we are definitely doing a part two. Maybe we could have something about homeopathy and detoxification. Oh, yes. That I'd love cool. that actually. Yeah, mm. I'd love that. I'm yeah. up for that. 100%. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. What I'm going to do so now is finish the call. So we're going to say bye, Julia. Take care. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. And I want to remind you that you can come join me on social, on Instagram, at Life or one word, or my personal Instagram, uh, at underscore Alex with two X's, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T. On Facebook, you can find us at Lotox Life uh, and, of course, lotoxlife.com. And if you want additional support and community around leading a Lotox Life, I can't recommend a better thing to do than to come join us at the Lotox Club for just $49 Australian per year which is about 29.30 US, about 27 euro and about 25 pounds, you get a stack of club member perks and the benefit of a beautiful private Facebook community. So check out the website, lotoxlife.com, hit the explore tab and you'll see join the Lotox Club as your very first option there. I hope to see you in there. If not, I will see you in our wider community sometime soon. Thanks again for tuning in.